You are listening to episode 16 of the Her Money Matters podcast. Let's do this. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome. This is Jen. I appreciate you putting on those earbuds and tuning in or pressing play while you're cooking or cleaning or however you are tuning in today. I want to say thank you. As you know, I don't take it for granted you are here because I know there are so many podcasts you can be listening to, so many other things that you could be doing, but I have to acknowledge you because the fact that you tuned in to better educate yourself and on your finances or just get motivated, that is huge. If you have listened in before, you know I'm big about celebrating big, small, heck, any type of accomplishment. So i I celebrate you today for tuning in. Today, I wanted to give you some tips on finding a a financial planner, and I'm going to share with you the three phases that I consider important while finding and searching for a financial planner. As you know, or if you didn't know, I am not a financial planner, Uh, so I want to share with you what to look for. Uh, since I can't help you in that area as far as financial planning. What I share with you is my opinion, my view. You take what you like and use it, and what you just don't like, just let it go in one ear and out the other. I really won't know it. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, before we get into it, of course, as you know, I want to uh, give a little shout out. The topic of today has been on my ever-growing list of episodes. You should see that note on Evernote. I didn't number it. I just basically, as I go, just jotting everything that I want to talk about or the questions that have come in and so forth. Uh, Or I tell you how many many topics uh, those are uh, that I have lined up. And today's topic has been on there, but it's been bumped up by Caitlin. Uh, She's a new listener. So welcome, Caitlin. And I'm so glad that you found the podcast. So she commented on one of the show notes or the one of the blog posts. And she says, Hi, Jen, I recently found your podcast and have been trying to catch up on episodes from the beginning. I really enjoyed this episode and made me think about a lot of things in my own family. You were talking about a financial planner to review finances, but I don't know how to find a good financial planner. Could you help us with tips on what we should look for and how to find a good financial planner? Thanks. So if you've been wanting and been waiting patiently to learn some tips on finding a financial planner, just thank Caitlin for writing in or you had, would have been waiting who knows how long. It would, you would have gotten it, but it wouldn't have been today. And actually, the timing is pretty good on this because we're also shopping around for a new financial planner. Uh, Some things financially have changed for us, uh, thankfully for the better. And so we are wanting uh, to do some new investments and so forth. But let's talk about how financial planning works first, right? Uh, Before we get into nitty gritty, what you should do. 
So what do financial planners actually do? Because I know when I talk to people and I say, I give them my accreditation, which is an AFC, an accredited financial, uh, oh my goodness, see here I'm doing it, an accredited financial counselor, people automatically think I'm a financial planner because that is what you hear a lot. You hear a lot of the CFP, what stands for Certified Financial Planner, but you don't hear about other people in the field of finances. So people assume that's what I am. So what do they exactly do? They basically look and help you on the overall picture. So the best investments for your particular situation, your goals, they look at your retirement and help you map that out. So you can, uh, when you retire, you have enough money. Uh, Because that is a daunting task to figure out exactly how much you need when you retire. I mean, think about it. You don't know how long you're going to live and so forth. Uh, they look at your insurance policies and see how that falls into your picture. Uh, they look at estate planning. Uh, they help you improve your tax situation as well. Because when you have investments and your money is growing, and depending on how you're investing it, Uncle Sam wants to tax that, right? Because that is, especially when you retire, it's considered income, not the Roth IRAs. I'm not talking about that. But the other uh, uh, investments that haven't been taxed yet. So they help you with that. And what, you know, if you compare it to what I do, I look at your current finances and help you with the day-to-day. So the budgeting, help you uh, getting out of debt, the smaller scale things. So, and I help you losing some money up so you can invest that and live that dream life that you want to live. With financial planners, you have fee-only and you have commission-based financial planners. So they're two, uh, they make money two different ways. So the fee-only work on your interest, they're fiduciary, meaning they're unbiased advisors. And commission-based, well, they make commissions. So therefore, if they work for a company, you know, company A, I'm going to call it, and that company A sells certain investments, certain mixes of investments, then they make money on those um, financial service or financial products that they sell you, okay? So their interest, yes, they may have the best heart and want to help you, but they're tied down to sell you those particular uh, products, all right? So they're not necessarily unbiased. I recommend the unbiased, the fiduciary advisors. They're also called RIAs, not IRAs, RIAs, which is Registered Investment Advisors. And just so you know, in the show notes, I've listed three different sites where you can search for these type of unbiased advisors. So when should you consider hiring a financial planner? It, now, it doesn't have to mean that having big money. If you're already investing, meaning you have an IRA, a 401k, something of that sort, it wouldn't hurt to make an appointment. 
Because once they know your situation, your needs, what you are striving for, they can tell you what you can do and what you need in terms of money to move forward with your financial goals. They can give you a picture of what your life would look like financially, let's say in 20, 30, 40 years from now with what you're currently doing versus what you could be doing to, you know, so they can help make those things happen. So let's start with phase one of finding a financial planner. The first phase is really you have to do your research. One, you need to be clear on what you want and need. Uh, Maybe you are already investing in retirement, but maybe you want to start up a college fund for your kids or do other investments. Or maybe you want to know if you're on the right track with your retirement and so forth. So you want to know what you want, what you need, so you can communicate that to them when you hire a person to help you out. You also want to know the services they offer and compare them to what you need. So you don't want to hire someone that is doesn't offer the services that you need based on what you have uh, what you have outlined that you want and need. Okay, that's common sense, but I uh, sometimes, sometimes even before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. And we forget about the common sense stuff, so we just need little reminders. I would also search them on social media. Yes, if they have a Facebook, some things are on public status. You can get an idea of their personality. I'm not saying become this crazy stalker or so forth, but you can get just a good feel for them. Maybe it's a good personality, good fit for you, you know, Uh, LinkedIn as well. So that way you can see the professional side of them and take it a step further. And I'll provide this in the show notes. You can check them out in what's called a broker check that FINRA has. Now, FINRA is something that you may or may not have heard of. And FINRA is something that you need to always keep in the back of your mind. FINRA stands for the uh, Financial Industry Regulatory Authority. And they're a non-for-profit. They don't have anything to do with the government. But what they do is they regulate the securities industry. Okay, so they enforce ethical standards. They protect us as investors. Okay. So basically they provide, there's a portion of their website that I'll, I'll I'll provide in the show notes. I consider it like a better business bureau, but for this, (laughs) for the financial industry. So you go there, you put the name of the advisor, the planner, the uh, the certified financial planner or the firm, and it tells you all sorts of information about them. Okay. So they'll, it'll tell you if it's registered, it'll tell you what's been disclosed, whether maybe they've been uh, investigated, maybe there's been customer complaints, uh, any, um, any actions taken against them, those sort of things, their experience. Uh, they also uh, share what they're able to do, their services and so forth. So that would be a good site for you to, uh, check out. Okay. And I provide that again, in the show notes. 
You also, for especially for this, when you're talking about your long-term investment, your well-being financially, especially in the long term, you really want to know what kind of education and certifications they hold. Okay, this is not the type of field you want to listen to someone without the knowledge or accreditations to go with it. Okay, why? Because you want this person to be regulated. In some way, to have someone, sort of speak, looking over their shoulders. The school of hard knocks is all good, but as humans, we tend to be flawed and can get greedy. So it's really good to have someone just, again, sort of speak, looking over your shoulder. Make sure, make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. It's different. Like for example, getting your hair done. You know, you can go to one of those schools of Uh, beauty skills, right? And get your hair cut and they mess up your hair. Well, it can grow back or they can, uh, you can go somewhere else and fix it. But your money is so much more complicated than that. So you want to make sure you have the right person working with you that's going to stick by your side and really understand and work for towards your, what you want financially. The second phase is just narrowing down. So you've done your research, you've come up with a list of people, of firms that you want to look into, just narrow down to maybe five. I mean, you can do a little more, you can do a little less, that's fine. I just came up with just a certain number. And once you narrow down, then that's when you set up a time to meet with them or maybe at least start talking to them on the phone and ask about their service, even though you already know because you've done your research. But here is a question that you can ask that would, uh, would, uh, will allow you to get a lot of good intel about them. So you can ask something like this. It goes, I notice you offer ABC service, right? And I need ABC. So that's where you insert your needs and wants. How can you help me? So it's just really an open-ended question. And then you just stay quiet. You let them talk and you really, really listen and observe. You'll get to know them, their knowledge, and really how confident they are about what they do because you really want them to be confident, especially when they're dealing with your money. And also make sure that they can communicate with you in a way you understand. You don't want an advisor to talk to you about investments and you are looking at them like they're talking a foreign language. You want to be able to understand. So they need to know how to talk to you in a way that you understand, right? They're also in the p- people business. And they're, they're just not in the money business. They're also in the people business, which means they have to talk to you and on your, on your level, uh, especially if you're not an expert in those uh, uh, investments and so forth. Also, it'd be good to ask about speaking to their references and asking for their performance record. Not only that, but having them explain to you their performance record. Because if they just hand you a performance record and there's these charts and all this stuff, it may not make sense to you. But have them explain that to you, okay? They shouldn't be afraid to do that. And then you would ask off. 
about the payment, right? What kind of payment? Is it a flat fee? Is it an hourly rate? Is it a percentage of what they manage, a retainer fee? Or if you're using a commission-based advisor, uh, you need to learn about that, the commissions and how that works, okay? The phase three is really starting your journey with the financial planner. So you don't ever want to be afraid to ask questions You and check in on how things are going. You want to have a general understanding of what's going on, right? How you're investing and really have a general understanding, which goes back to they need to be able to talk to you uh, and have you in a way that you understand. Of course, we know you don't have to be the expert. That's what you're paying them for, but just have a general understanding so you're not completely blind. And you want to be comfortable and stand up for yourself. The reason I say that, the help that they give you is only as good as the information you give them. So if you forgot to tell them about a particular need or goal that you're aspiring for, don't be shy about it. Speak up, stand up for yourself. That is why in the first phase I mentioned that you have to have ready what you want and need. You need to be clear about that. So that is it. Uh, those are the three phases that I recommend when you're looking for a financial planner. I hope that you have found that helpful. Remember that in the show notes, I have the link for that broker check that FINRA provides. And so that way you can do your due diligence, check them out, see if uh, about the uh, about if they're registered, if there's been actions taken against them, and so forth. I've also provided to you three links of where you can find uh, and search for unbiased fiduciary advisors. So they're financial advisors. So they're the R. I want to say R. They're the R. IA, so registered investment advisor, not the IRA, which is the like the Roth RIA. Um, anyways, so if you want to hear more about financial planning, and because I've had I've been thinking about this and I would like me to have a financial planner as a guest, because I have some people in mind uh, that I've been wanting to interview, just leave a comment in the show notes as well as what kind of questions. Uh, you would want answered. Okay. So that is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune into the show. You can be sure to check out the show notes at jenhemphill.com forward slash 16 as in episode 16. That is jenhemphill.com forward slash 16 and refer to, um, refer back to our notes, the links that I mentioned. And thanks again for listening, and we'll talk again next Thursday. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast all about making your money management simple and practical. For being a VIP listener, I have a special free gift for you. It arises from a question I get most often, which comes down to feeling lost and having no idea where to start. That's why I created this Jumpstart Your Money mini guide to help busy women like you finally start with a clean slate and take the action you need with your budget without the overwhelm. You can find it at the end of each episode at jenhemphill.com forward slash podcast.